0: He's got one. Joining me is my special, beautiful co-host, Nicholas. How are you, kid?
1: Oh, that's a beautiful introduction. Well, oh, right. I feel better now that you've you've introduced me in that way.
0: Well, you know, we we stopped podcasting uh, on this channel, at Halloween October 2018. We we just remember you had. Something outside your window yep. and you weren't you weren't sure if it was aliens or a ghost. Yeah. Um I mean I've I've had weird dreams of shit going down for the last three years, especially within this podcast feed. I'm not going to go into them now. There might be some evidence online that that shit went down. But how have you been for the last three years, mate?
1: it's been weird. You know, I've, I've been doing some podcasts, but I don't know what happened. Like, it feels like it was only like recently that we recorded an ego. And yet you're, you're trying to tell me now that it was, you know, almost three years ago.
0: Yeah. I so, don't know I'm, if
1: I'm questioning everything now.
0: I don't know if both of us have been abducted by aliens. Uh, I mean, in the, I had this weird dream that out of my anus, um, Sprout of the Podcast Network?
1: It's very, very
0: possible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Nice to see you, mate.
1: You too. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure, as always, if, whenever we do get together.
0: If anybody is still on this feed, if anybody's still subscribed, a bonjour to you too.
1: I don't think you two subscribe.
0: Imagine if Bono's sitting in the bath now, drinking a fine uh, Irish Guinness, flicking his bean because he's got a vagina somewhere. Might not be his okay, vagina. I to
1: clear that up because I was thinking I don't understand how that how that actually works biologically. Have, but now you've 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 kind of covered it off. So
0: you might have one in a jar or something like whiskey. You might have whiskey in a jar. With a vagina in it, and he's in the bath listening to us now, flicking it. Do you know
1: the weirdest thing as well, right? Is that obviously we're not uh, we're not together. We're not in the same room. We are together, but we're not in the same room. And you know, it's been three long years, and we're both wearing glasses. Yeah. Now I don't I don't wear glasses very often. I should be wearing them a lot more than I actually do.
0: Um, I. In, in the three years of suspended animation, when I was uh, battery battery powering the uh, machines in their war against man, my um, vision went. Ah, so now okay. I, I wear glasses Makes permanently. Yeah. I take these off, right? You just look like a blare of hair, and
1: <laughs> I kind of look like a blare of hair, though. To be to oh
0: be yeah, honest. there you go. There you yeah, go.
1: If, if I do that, yeah, you look fine.
0: Ah Oh bless!
1: I don't. I can't even describe what my glasses do, but like things are a little bit clearer, and and it does mean things are a little bit nearer. Well, Eve like, I've never really had glasses before, so.
0: Ah, Eve wears glasses, and she technically doesn't need glasses, but she was told by the opticians to wear them because they help her focus.
1: Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I mean, I wear I wear witchcraft.
0: I wear uh, blue
1: um lens glasses as well yeah um but again not as much as i should do i mean and they're not so these are obviously prescription glasses these do have um i don't know what the balance is but whatever you know to to kind of help my eyesight a little bit but i wear blue lens glasses because of the the constant glare from the monitor when i work all day so um, it, it kind of protects your eyes a little bit, but I probably should have been wearing those for the last decade, to be fair. So, yeah, I think my eyes are now just on a downward slope. But I tell you what, I because I've listened to other podcasts that you've done, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah, of recent times, I've bought myself one of these, which is going to be no good for the podcast audience because they go, Oh, see stretching,
0: he's stretching.
1: But I've got this, this is my, my Nintendo 3DS XL.
0: Over there, that mine will be flat.
1: Absolute bargain on Facebook Marketplace. I tried for months to buy one on eBay and just kept getting out by the last minute, and they were going up and up and up and up in value. And then I got an absolute steal from Facebook Marketplace. So, um, I'm playing that, but I have found that it it's more comfortable when I'm wearing my glasses playing it than if I'm not. So, that is what I'm going to
0: have to do. Yeah, I mean. I bought the Zelda game with that and I played it once and I've never picked it up since.
1: <laughs> what about Burnout? Oh, that was on the Switch, wasn't it?
0: That was on the Switch, yeah. I haven't played that Switch either. But today, and Crash Team Racing, oh, Cherry Pepsi Max.
1: It's the one and only. Something. Some <sighs> things never change, no matter how many years go past. Um, but of course, you can hear about that kind of stuff and why Nintendo 3ds is an underrated system on um the this or that podcast
0: yeah on a little short hiatus at the moment but we'll be back you
1: you got me you got me to record a jingle the other week it's never been used
0: yeah we yeah colin was doing that colin's a bit busy isn't he um that was going to be um just all the people from the network just saying it and we were just gonna stick them all together like and a see big what, montage thing like it yeah 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 just see what happened um,
1: um you uh uh oh, what was I gonna say uh, I had something lined up I had something lined up that I was gonna say oh, bugger was uh, it? If, I, if I remember it I'll
0: let me know well as we're sitting oh, here now go on actually I'll tell you what
1: I don't know if you know this because I've not told many people but oh god, I was on the radio gone. the other week.
0: You weren't on the radio the other week, was, were you? <laughs> I
1: was on the radio. The other you,
0: have, you haven't told anyone that story. No,
1: it's no, a tale
0: no. as old as time.
1: Yeah, I'll keep it short and sweet. I was on LBC with James O'Brien. I'm trying to get him on another podcast now as we speak. But uh, yeah, I was on there and I gave a, a nice little plug to Disney Parks and Beyond. Um, in fact, that's another thing that's changed in the last three years, the name of the main Disney podcast that we do, it's now called Disney Parks and Beyond, and we've got nice little bumping listener figures, so um, any, yeah, any podcast listeners out there, um, if you want to increase your numbers, get on national radio and don't make too much of a tits of yourself, I did make a tits of myself, but I recovered, so it wasn't too bad. So this is, this is Ego?
0: This is Ego. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, if we're going to keep this very simple, we got things, in my dream anyway, in the last three years, we got things very complicated. Right. There was a time, there was a time where I felt we needed more, 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 more faces, more voices. And we don't, do we? Um. there's a time and a place right and there's and when you're relying on other people and that's not to say other people never stepped up in my dream because they did because they were fucking amazing right but you're sometimes relying on too many people and when you can just pick up a mic you've got to spare half an hour bang wallop
1: but the, the beauty the be- beauty of this when it started was it was an excuse for you and me to talk about stuff that we couldn't talk about on the other podcast because it didn't really fit in, yeah because they're very subject specific and this we could kind of go a bit free and easy yeah and and we lost that and there was nothing wrong with the stuff that was happening in your dreams some of the content was absolutely gold and i really enjoyed especially um the episodes that uh, you imagined happened where we had four decades to pick uh, some songs from from each decade and and talk about why they were great and whatever. So there was some really good stuff that came out of it, but I think the core concept of what you had envisioned this to be had dramatically shifted. And I look... Right, let's not beat around the bush. If there's one thing that we both are, it's we get our knickers in a bit of a twist sometimes.
0: Excited, excitable.
1: Well, I mean, I have tried to walk away from podcasts probably at least once a month for the last three years. I will just have a complete wobble. Sometimes it's because something's upset me. Sometimes it's just because my brain's had a bit of a fart. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. And I just think, you know what? I could just do with none of this. And then after a little bit of time has passed, maybe about 10 minutes, I'm back on the wagon. And you're no exception to that. You've done the, the same thing. And you've come, And the, the thing is, you come up with ideas, and we've both come up with ideas, and it's something else to do. It's it's something else you've got to find time to fit into the schedule and something else you get edit, and something else you want to promote, and it, sometimes it's just a bit much, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've started podcasts, and then did podcasts, and and restarted them again, and there's other podcasts that you've started doing, and stopped doing, and never gone back to. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, sometimes it just happens, but I think the beauty with this is because of the nature of it, it could have a long hiatus. It could go away for three years, and come back, and it picks up where it left it left off, because it's about what's happening now. What happened three years ago, or in, in between, is almost irrelevant.
0: I loved the In My Dreams, I loved the episodes um, where they were music-centric, and they were, like, related to this is what I'd have at my funeral. And they're all still on there, just in my dreams. And Basically, people go deep, and you hear a different side of people. And some of that content is fucking brilliant. Loved it. But what we'll come on to do, because we're here now, we're both just going to bring a topic. We're going to. I'm going to ask you to talk about something with me, and you'll ask me to talk about something, something current, something, whatever, anything. How big's your knob? Uh, what does cheese taste like? What's in your ears? Uh, what did you have for your dinner last week? What do you think of uh, Batman versus Superman now after all these years? Just all that just all that type of stuff really. Just anything. Anything
1: I mean there's been a there's been a few big things, hasn't there? the last few days Now, when you came to me and and said that you want to bring this back in the original format i was like okay cool i wonder where we're going to start and then basically fate has helped us really
0: well yeah give us stuff to talk about we we we, we've had we've got two topics but then i just said
1: it's got hazelnut on every bite it (laughs) It used to nowadays not quite so much but
0: I basically just said, look, can we delay 10 minutes? Because I was going for a pissing to make a cup of tea. And then you come back with, oh, are you watching the trial?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I was like, I, I instantly knew what trial. And I was like, "What tri- what channel? CNN, bang, put it on. And oh my god, how to how to open an episode? Fucking help me! Well, look,
1: let let's think. If, you know, in between your dream starting and your dream finishing, so we're back doing this, right? We've had a global pandemic. We've we had have had something. Donald Trump. Well, he was there before as well. But the thing is, we we had this thing. Which has, and I remember, I remember in February reading about this thing that was in China and, you know, them saying, oh, it could, it could spread, it could spread. And then it started, you know, appearing in places in Europe and it's like, oh. And I remember talking to my, my wife about it and she said, do we need to be worried? And I said, well, I said, you know, it's not here yet, but they are saying that potentially it could be. But the fact that we know it's out there means that we should be putting measures in place to, to try and stop it spreading. I said, so I don't know. I said, and also the other thing is they're saying it's a bit like the flu, which is famous, famous <laughs> last words, which people are still hanging on to even now. Um. And it's really funny because it was about that time that we actually got it, but we didn't know what the symptoms were, so we didn't know that we had it. Um, but the world, in the last fourteen months ish, has just everything's changed. Everything's changed. You had to, you do a job, you don't, you can't work from home, and yet you were, um, and and the world had to to change how it did things. Um, you know, businesses closed down, entire industries had to stop for prolonged periods of time. Some of those are back up now, some of those aren't. Some countries uh, have no COVID, other countries are seeing like the, the third or fourth spike and are still seeing huge death numbers. I was hearing about Brazil today. Brazil is still an absolute war zone in terms of like the amount of COVID and the amount of COVID deaths and the fact. That have got so many kids under the age of fifteen that have died of COVID compared to any other country as well. Um, it's it's just remarkable. Everything has shifted in the last fourteen months or so, and then to top it off, during this whole thing happening, we then had this this huge kind of I don't know what revolution I suppose, but we had this movement where we what we all watched somebody die on tv on your phone on your your laptop whatever wherever you watched it that footage of george floyd was there and the world saw this person die in real time while he was being arrested in what looked to be um you know, basically police going too far in in how they were handling a a situation. And that led to this huge kind of global movement of Black Lives Matter and trying to... And it worked in some ways and it hasn't worked in other ways. Um, But this whole kind of movement of trying to recognise the fact that it's 2021, or it was 2020 at the time, and yet there was still this huge kind of inequality between the skin colour of people across the globe and the kind of want and the need from millions of people to, to change. And as we were recording this episode, or as we was about to record this episode, we were getting the verdict of the, the, the cop that was uh, involved in, in, the, in his death.
0: I mean, what has changed for me? Everyone says, I'm not a racist, bo.
1: Well, no, not everyone says that, because that's normally said by people that actually are racist. (laughs) If you're racist, you've probably never said that phrase, but yeah, I know what you mean.
0: bo. right, you can always do better. Hmm. And on the strength of this, for the first time, I... Is that a wrap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Decided to do something about it. For and because I'm not going to go and storm the capital. I'm not going to go protesting. I'm not going to do all that palaver. But what I can do is change myself inside. Yeah. So yeah. I went. The New York Times. I listened to the Daily podcast. They put out a podcast. I can't remember the year. I'm not American. Is it 1776?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: When the first slaves were, were taken across. I mean,
1: 1776. Just uh, that's a, a, a song from Hamilton. So that's yeah. why I'm thinking of that. So it could be, could not be. But
0: um, yeah. But but the, let me find a podcast because if I'm going to put this information out there, it needs to be legit. But it was it was a. You mean not
1: like other podcasters are doing at the moment? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it it was a, it was a like a ten episodes, seventeen, seventy six. No, it's not that. Uh, New York Times. Yeah, it was, and it, it was just basically, the history of what it's like to be black in America, going right mm-hmm. back, going right back, from from the slave trade, from uh, black music getting stolen, um, you know, the black and white minstrel show, all this, and right up to, if if you're applying for a job and you're black and there's a white man there standing next to you, 1619, the podcast is called. I was, a, I was a few hundred years out.
1: I think it was because of Hamilton. He was yeah. 76.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's, it's literally five episodes, is it? Yeah, six episodes. And it fucking blew me away. It blew me away at how rampant it is. Farmers, black farmers just taking off the land because the white farmer wants the land.
1: Uh, and, the th- and the thing is, like what's interesting about that is that we, we then saw the opposite of that happen in South Africa. Yeah. And, and I mean the uproar that caused. And exactly. I mean, like, danger, two two wrongs I make a right, but <laughs> people weren't as <laughs> uproar when the boot was, was on the other foot. So
0: I mean, and then uh, Colin told me. Go and listen to Why I'm No Longer Talking About Race with White People a book by uh, Rennie Edu Lodge and fucking hell mate it absolutely do you, know, do you know when you say Black Lives Matter and a white person comes back at you with but white lives matter too I just fucking
1: the thing that the thing that bamboozles me with that and I'm not gonna get I'm not going to go into complete specifics but there are people that have had that exact stance where their family um it has the, 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 what they were talking about there was black members of their family and yet the attitude was still yeah but what about you know all lives matter and it's like why are you not listing? Yeah. And I mean the thing, and don't get me wrong, right? I think a lot of people, when they first heard Black Lives Matter, I think immediately a lot of people, and I'd probably throw my hands up at this, were like, well, hang on a second, but all lives matter. If you hear that phrase in isolation, if you hear Black Lives Matter, my immediate response is, Well, I think everyone's life matters. Yeah. But you're not listening, you know, you're hearing a phrase when you understand what that phrase represents you go okay now i understand and yes of course black lives matter and saying all lives matter or white lives matter too or whatever is ridiculous that's not what this is about and the problem i have with with that is the fact that when people are told that so when you sit down with somebody when they kind of turn their nose up at black lives matter or or, you know react in a different way whatever is when you go Right, but the reason for saying Black Lives Matter is this, is that their attitude is still, yeah, but I don't agree with that, all lives matter. It's like you're not listening to the message. You're not listening to what this is supposed to be about. And that's the thing that I, and as I said, the people that were involved in this, um, and we're kind of still saying this, were basically just insulting their black family. And it's like, what the hell? Why are you not listening it was incredible it was incredible and I'm I'm quite I'm quite glad that most people that I'm either friends with socially obviously in real life don't have that attitude don't share those views you know we do have very similar kind of views to each other with regards to that kind of stuff but what was good is those people who might have been school friends or might have been old work colleagues or something that when I saw that they were still of the you know all lives matter movement. It was very easy for me to get rid of them out of my life. It's a very good excuse. I don't need that yeah. toxic, you know, exactly. attitude exactly. around me. So I can just cut you out of my life. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna worry about that.
0: The, um, the thing, the thing that switched me on, like to me, was after I've listened to that podcast, after I've listened to that book or read the book with my ears, because people say they read books with their ears now. We're out on a bike ride. It's a, it's a Sunday morning. We're going up Otter's Pool. And as I'm riding past people, I'm saying good morning to them. Morning, morning, morning. and they say good morning as you fly past. Yeah. Subconsciously, two black lads are riding on bikes. And the first lad who, I, who comes to ride past me, I didn't say good morning to him. Right, And I just went, what the, f- what the fuck have I just done that for? Why haven't I just led on to him? Why haven't I? And then the next black lad who rode past, because they were behind each other, it was de- that's like split second thinking in my head, joining the dots up. Oh fuck, it was like a fucking light bulb bang going on in my head. So I led on to the next lad, morning, and he led on to me. Fucking weird. And it's that su- that type of subliminal, that is Black Lives Matter in a fucking microcosm. Yep. Why have we got on job application forms, right, for diversity fucking stuff? Why do we have to tick whether we're white, black, Irish, whatever? Because if you're the fella who's picking somebody for a job and you're going through all that and You're not racist, but you don't let on to that lad because he's black in a split second. If, If you don't, and this is why black people are so far behind in everything. They have to work so much harder just to get to the same position of their white colleagues. Their education is always stunted. I mean, especially in America, the whole black community. In America, it's all like the, the Italian, the Chinese, the Russian. Yeah, I watch all the New York vlogs and you've got all, all these different um, nations all through New York City, haven't you? But then going out into the suburbs, it's all white. And all the black people are in slums. And it is, it's yeah. poor housing. And because they've got poor housing, they've got poor schools. And because they've got poor schools, they've got poor education. Because they've got poor education, they've got poor jobs. Because they've got poor jobs, they can't get out of the slums. And it's it's just, how I mean, hopefully more people are switching on to it. it and it's
1: very, it gets very hard because, I mean, I remember probably about, 18 months two years ago i remember there was a drive um, for my local police force specifically targeting um asian and and black members of the community to join the police force and you know people go, well this is race." you know if we turned around and said that we only want white people to join a police force that'd be racist and the thing is the reason why they were doing that is because of a complete lack of diversity in the police yeah. in general but obviously it was a bigger issue where i was so the, the thing is you know that trying to drive for something like that in, in one way is obviously good because if you can encourage more people from different ethnic backgrounds to join the police force that you would hope makes the whole system work a bit better but it can also come across as a little bit um, tokeny. For the, Do you know what yep. I mean? Like almost doing it for almost doing it for the wrong reasons. And I mean, and, and and it shouldn't be like that. But the problem is, because of of years and years of letting that happen, you're now backed into a corner. Um, company I work for after George Floyd, so probably about July last year announced that they were going to do a, a, a diversity review and they were going to make sure that um, they were going to push people from uh, different ethnic backgrounds into other you know, to, to higher positions within the company. And I was talking to my colleague about it, who is black and that has had um, issues there in the past and other places that she worked as well said, yeah, on the one hand, it's good because, you do look at, uh, you know, like the top level and it's like, you know, top level, so right kind of thing. But also at the same time, if you're now pushing people because you want it to look more, more diverse, you're doing it for the wrong reasons because now yeah. you're kind of going, we need to then make just- sure this, this looks a bit more like a rainbow rather than just, you know, a, a blank piece of white paper. And, and so in a way you're damned if you do, damned if you don't but the problem is if you hadn't have been doing this in the first instance you wouldn't have to look so desperate now doing it because that's what it now looks like, it looks like a desperation Yeah it's a tick box we exercise now Yeah we yeah. need to do something now because of it and that's not how it should be, it should be done on ability and the problem is, and I've seen this in various workplaces that I've been in over the years you do see people that you think why are they not getting promoted why is that person not getting promoted, they're doing a really good job but that new starter has got a job like as, as kind of leapfrogged them career wise and I don't understand why and, and now you kind of like think well that, maybe it, it makes more sense now that that's probably what it was but you've, you've let it happen for too long and now it's a problem and now it's going to take years and years to fix and you haven't got it but going back to what happened today so we had the cool case and this is why we recorded a bit late we had the court case of the cop who had his neck, uh, had his knee on George Floyd's neck, um, and he got found guilty on all three counts that he was being charged for, including second-degree murder, which was the it most was, serious of the offences.
0: It was so anticlimactic because the judges read that...
1: really quickly, wasn't it? <laughs> really well, over if, that, quickly. <laughs> if, if,
0: if that was on a film, It would have been, found guilty, bang, and the gavel coming down. And
1: And there'd be gasps, or there'd be people kind of throwing their hands up in joy, or what? there'd have been something, and there was nothing. There was no reaction or anything.
0: The racist murderer is uh, just sitting there blinking behind his mask, a mask he wouldn't have been wearing, uh, you know, when Trump was in power, because he would have been enabled to just not wear his mask. And he just blinks passively, and because the judge is reading out everything official to make sure that it's all cast iron, mm. it 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 just we we had to do a double take. Did he, did he say guilty then? Did he say guilty then? Yeah, and well, then he went to every juror. I mean, them jurors. Did you see how, how high the numbers went? It was up to like a hundred of. So they must have gone through hundreds of people to select them jurors to make sure oh, they would have done yeah because of,
1: the, because of the high profile nature of it there would have been i mean you've but, watched films and stuff where they they go through that process and you're allowed so many um vetoes aren't you like each yeah. side you can like Did strike they, someone down because you don't like the look of them or something basically do interviews
0: they so, interview them they literally interview them oh that he'll be a good one for, to have on our side yeah put him in have you ever
1: done you ever done jury service no, I I'll, tell not. About jury, I'll tell you about jury service in a minute. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean it, it was a little bit anticlimactic, and the and the the worst thing with this, right? I was in no doubt in my mind when that footage came out, and you know when you see it again, and obviously because the court case has been going on, you know they had to show the video again in court, and they showed the body cam footage and all this kind of stuff. You watch it and you think he can't not be found guilty. There is no way that you can you can not find this person guilty for this crime. It's clear as day. you've got lock, stock, barrel on video. You have got this guy, bang to rights. You can see what he's done and you can hear him saying, I can't breathe and you can see him complying when they said that he wasn't complying, all this stuff. And yet, I'm sat there waiting for the verdict, thinking he's going to get let off. Yeah, and it's because you know you you you've seen it happen before. You've seen this, you know, very similar things like this happen before, where you think it's a dead cert he's going to have to be found guilty and he's and he's released. Um, so just in the back my one, I think it's 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 going to be another it's going to be another case, and it's, it's
0: and it only, it only needed one jury. It only needed one jury. And he was walking free.
1: And I've seen Twelve Angry Men, so I know.
0: Eleven hours to get to that decision.
1: Yeah, and I—I I was a juror four years ago. I want to say um, before the big dream. I know. I know. I spent. Uh, I spent the beginning of jury service reading uh, Christopher Ripley's Halloween Horror Nights book. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's great to read, but um, I was on a case and it wasn't. Um, I was only there for two days before I got I got actually put on a on a on a uh, case, and um, we were only there actually for two days. I think it was quite a short case. Like, you know the you know we listened to all the evidence and we had to go and deliberate. And the worst thing. Um, about this is they really emphasize over and over again the fact that you have to be you have to have no um no kind of concept at all that he could be innocent or the person could be innocent so you have to be absolutely 100 percent he's guilty if there's any doubt in your mind that he may not be guilty you can't say that person is guilty that is they they hammer that home and i remember we went to when we got uh sent out to to make our verdict i'm sat there uh with with everybody and immediately they're like oh well he's guilty isn't he and i went no and i was like i hadn't even seen to have angry men by this point so i was like i didn't i didn't know i was going to come next but i was like no they're like what do you mean no and i said well i said Do you think he's guilty or do you know he's guilty? I said, because you you can't can't handle this, is like a courtroom drama. This, (laughs) but because they said you have got to be, you've got to have absolutely no doubt. And I said, there were too many like holes in the defense or in the evidence that was provided to us that were possibles that wasn't. Yes, this is absolute guilt. There would, you know, it wasn't concrete enough. So in the end, we had to. Um, you know, obviously, it was, a, you know, again, it was a unanimous decision. But in the, I managed to turn <laughs> nearly everyone uh, to my way of thinking.
0: Did you and, just go, and, There's just one thing that bothers me.
1: What <laughs> th- And the thing is, like the worst thing is, right? Is that was he guilty? I don't know. But the thing is, because I couldn't be one hundred percent sure that he was guilty, and it was a he in this instance, we had to say he was not guilty. Because of that, that's how stringent you've got to be. You know, there's no like, well, I'm ninety five percent sure. No, you're either one hundred percent sure or you're not. That's it. So it's really, it's really tough being a juror. You
0: I want to do it.
1: Yeah I, I I said to I said to my wife actually I said like, I'd love to be called up again I really wasn't looking forward to it but yeah if I said John
0: really Jordan is out there somewhere he's he going to get me to on the it The
1: jury's in 18,
0: 1896
1: didn't he Yeah yeah So yeah so that 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 was the story that broke just as we were about to record this episode is that happened and and the thing is for what you what you hope is this is a big cultural turning point because, again, we've seen so many times in America, like, you know, look at Rodney King yeah. uh, as one example, where, again, that should have been so kind of clear that the police were guilty, and yet they were found innocent, and then we got these, these huge riots, and this kind of belief that the American justice justice system was, like, rigged, or certainly, you know, was, was, you know had systematic racism in it. And with this, it does feel like it could be a watershed moment. And I hope it is because this isn't about all, all this to me is about equality and the lack thereof. So, I hope that this is a turning point in American history where people are started to be treated equal. And it's not just a you know, we're obviously very focused on America, it's not an American issue, right? It's still a global oh. issue. We still have racism here um you know we we did the black lives matter thing we did the, the the black lives matter um minute silence before uh you know a game of football which was just so token because nothing's changed in football yeah it's still there <laughs> and you know people's reactions to it uh were still very racist so it didn't seem to serve any kind of purpose and it seemed a bit silly that they were trying to do this as a protest to like mark solidarity to each other whilst they were not willing to make any actual changes to make that feel like it was, um, you know, united so it it felt like a a token measure but um, I do hope that this is like a domino effect and it does start to uh, change perceptions and the one thing I think, you know, your kids will, will have this, my kids will have that is that I think despite the awful stuff that's going on in the world, which you can't really control like coronavirus, I think they're more switched on to things than we were given access to. You know, they're more oh, aware of the They're more aware about racism and about inequality uh and gender and and stuff. And I think the world will be a better place when they get a bit older. Um and it's not too late for us to change. And, you know, as you said, like, you know, we've, we've both found things that have helped make us change and be better people, but they are going to be much better than we are.
0: Oh, without <laughs> so. a shadow. I, t- I swear to God, it's going to take another 200 years. It will. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. all the racists that are alive now have got to die and have got to stop breeding with other racists and making racist babies. Because babies aren't born racist. I feel it's like David. Change. I feel like David Brent. <laughs> no, there, babies, babies aren't born racist. I don't know
1: who that was. I don't, I don't know. know who that was. Um, <laughs> but no, you. That that's the thing. You know, you're not. You're not born. You don't come out immediately. And the thing is, like, I didn't realize this as much. I mean, I, I kind of remembered as a kid, not not feeling like that, but. Watching it for a child's eyes is incredible. And even now, when my daughter comes back from school and she says, Oh, I made a new friend today, I'll so say, what what were they like? And she'll describe every detail about them. How long their hair was, what color hair they had, colour eyes they had, you know, all this all this kind of stuff, never the skin colour. It's the one detail she never tells me
0: yeah fantastic because it,
1: it never comes it never crosses her mind and it's it's such a, an innocent sweet thing and when does it change it changes for everyone at different times but it, it doesn't need to and it doesn't change for everybody but it changes for a lot of people and when does that innocence kind of go but it happens at some point for a lot of people and that's when racism really kicks in and sometimes as you say it's because you're just You've got racist parents who just you know immediately teach you don't play with those people there, or or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's the first big thing. Yeah, that's now, top I've trump. Got... To... Yeah, top trump. Well, it's and even that's been top trump now.
0: Yeah,
1: I've got some breaking news on that. So well, go on. What so what was the other what was the the first thing we was going to lead with tonight before before that uh, Super League European Super League
0: I didn't say it never said European that's the thing it never said European Andy Dawson said that it just says Super League
1: Super League okay Okay. So... so you could
0: have had any team from anywhere in the world
1: no team's good enough outside of Europe, mate.
0: Five teams with
1: invitation. Like, it's a bit like the baseball World Series. Like it's the World Series, but every team's American. So the African j- team, there. yeah, there it was was a Japanese. Japanese team, for yeah. yeah. Um. So this this kind of broke on Sunday, didn't it? Yes. I think I first saw something like Sunday afternoon saying that there was they were expected to announce. A, a breakaway league of some kind. Well, it just so started. I mean, it
0: came out. So on Monday, UEFA were supposed to announce their revamped Champions League and right. the revamped UEFA Cup. And so the revamped Champions League, they wanted more teams involved so that there's more fixtures. And the same with the UEFA Cup. More teams involved, more fixes. So, in, a, in, in effect, creating a European league. Yeah. But well,
1: that's what the, the, I mean, the Champions League is called the Champions League. It's a league, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's for, to an extent, yeah. And the Champions League has gone through several changes since it was formed in 93, I think. Um, but basically, um, even though UEFA were redoing the Champions League there was one of the versions of this new Champions League that would have the grand old teams of Europe guaranteed to be in the contest every year regardless of where they finished in the league so Real Madrid 12 times winners they would be in it every year. Liverpool, six times winners. They'd be in it every year. Um, Ajax, I think, have won it several times, maybe the same time as Liverpool, same six times maybe, every year. So you get the feeling right, that something was coming anyway for the Champions League. Now, they probably had to rip all that up <laughs> on Sunday night when this story broke because this suit what what come out on Sunday night as being getting talked about a good few months. A good few months because I've heard it on football podcasts.
1: America... I remember hearing something maybe a year ago, maybe even a yeah, yeah like and, and it was it was just at that stage it was just there were rumors of a kind of splinter league. Yes. That's what it was. And that's and that's literally all it was. There was no talk of who might be involved or what countries or how many teams or anything like that or when it was going to be played. Um, but there's been talk of this for a while. But oh. then all of a sudden, it just, it just kind of exploded
0: within a few was hours. It, was it three billion was on the table from American banks? Is it Goldman Sachs? Um, three billion, billion or six billion? billion. Is it Morgan, Morgan Stanley? Is it Morgan Stanley?
1: I think it might be Morgan Stanley, but yeah, it basically. Um, and how many was it? Twelve teams.
0: It was twelve teams initially, um, with five teams. Oh, so they're guaranteed, and then five teams were by invitation.
1: Right. So yeah, the the three billion was to be distributed by the like, between the twelve uh, founder. Teams,
0: yes, and each team were basically was going to walk away with somewhere in the region of three hundred million overnight. Yeah, bang,
1: which would have cleared the debt of nearly, um, nearly every one of those teams. Nearly every one of those teams was was in in massive debt. Like I, I think Spurs, we'll get back to Spurs in a minute, but I think Spurs are about. Uh, I can't remember if it was three fifty or four fifty in the hole at the moment.
0: Yeah, but what's all spares? I mean, spares have got no intention of paying the debt off on that that new stadium. All spares are ever going to do is remortgage.
1: Oh no, but the, the the fact is is that if you overnight if you get like three hundred million quid and it wipes out nearly all the debt, you're going to pay it off. Um... You're not going to pay it off because that because then you you've still got money to play with, but You're paying off the the major kind of debt, so the thing is, you're still going to have money for players and stuff like that. But
0: a lot of these teams, right? Um, especially in the lower leagues, sell their stadium so they'll have an owner who will create a business that and then he will sell the stadium to his business Mm -hmm. for 40 million, but he'll borrow the money. 'll get a mortgage on the back of the club for 40 million you'll get a mortgage and then he'll buy it with his own with, with the club's money and and then he'll pay rent to him he'll pay the interest only on the mortgage and just rent the stadium so he owns the stadium. The owner owns the stadium, but he doesn't own the stadium. His business owns the stadium. Newcastle United have got about... You can't just have a buy... This is why Newcastle is so complicated. Somebody can't just come in and buy Newcastle. Newcastle is something like 50 small businesses now. Mm -hmm. that, That is how disjointed and broken football is. And football, right has uh, well let's let's get back let's get back on tangent so yeah, yeah. you've you broke the, the news and it's a very very poor statement because there's no detail there's absolutely no detail right all it says is breakaway six english um two or three Spanish wasn't it yeah. obviously Barcelona Real Madrid I think it was Atletico as well yeah yeah uh, um Italy there was two teams
1: AC and Inter, it's yeah. Both them land clubs, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, and I'll I'll struggle who the others were. There was some glaring omissions: PSG, uh, Ajax, Bayern Munich, Dortmund. Yeah, no, no German,
1: no German clubs. So.
0: And then six English teams, not British teams. So no Celtic, no Rangers. Six. English teams, the big six that they've now be, been uh, tarnished well, with.
1: To, to be fair, I mean, for a long time, they've been considered to be the, the big six. But let's let's break this down, right? You've got Man City, who up until the late 90s were a club that kind of bounced between the Premier League and Division One. Or the championship, as it became known as, right? You had Man United, who well, Man City
0: know, ended up in the third tier of English football uh, this century, yeah, and and only come up in a Wembley playoff, uh, extra time, penalty shoot out,
1: yeah, that's something. And you know, Man United, who had you know, spent you know periods where they were a completely dominant team, but until like the late. Well, the early '90s were, you know, a, a very mid-table kind of team for a long time. Yeah, and then they went on an extraordinary run with under Alex Ferguson, and, and you know, he's class of '92. Ferguson, we
0: chills Well, Ferguson, right, um Man United capitalized decisively on the uh, demise of Liverpool. the The season before, or the two seasons before. I think it was New Year's Day. I think it was New Year's Day 1990 1990. Man United were in the bottom three of the league, as it was back then. And it was the FA Cup final that year that kept him in, in his job. Um, and then he got into the Cup Winners' Cup a year, the, for the following year and won that. And then he was allowed to stay, and he built that team, and they dominated. They dominated for 20 years the way Liverpool did in the 70s and 80s, but but football fundamentally changed with the birth of the Premier League, but carry on.
1: Yeah, so so he had, and again, a lot of the Man United team was, you know, homegrown. That was yeah, yeah, you know, a, you know, a lot of that was luck, and that's not saying Ferguson wasn't a good manager, but a lot of it was luck. But my point is, is that they spent long periods when they were not a dominant team, um, yeah. but then, you know, in the nineties and the noughties they they owned it, right? You've got Chelsea, who again were a pretty much nothing club, mid table club, maybe top ten um, until the Russian money got involved, and it yeah. became this big club. You know, they I'm mean, not saying they didn't win anything, they won some FA Cups and um, you know, Coca-Cola Cups and stuff like that, but they were not a big club by any stretch of the imagination. And then you got Liverpool, who are, you know, obviously again dominated the eighties, um, had some successes in the in the nineties
0: and some well, a,
1: here and there. But you've
0: been a cup team for thirty years.
1: Yeah, inconsistent in terms of league, but you'd win some cups, right? Um, and then you've got Spurs, who have done roll. yeah roll for 30, one, over 30
0: years one league cup this century yeah. the the last FA cup uh, was 81 because they got beat by Coventry in 87. the last league title is 61. right yeah.
1: and that was a night and they had they had the audacity of being called a big six club top six club absolutely madness i mean yes there have been seasons where they've finished that high but they are not a club that deserves it and the thing is like the what i watched i to explain to ryan earlier is that when you look at the top six of the last 30 years i wouldn't say they're the top six some of them a- definitely are and an, an earn their place but you know if you look a little bit further back you're not in them you're leeds they were bigger clubs well They had some graces, but they were bigger clubs.
0: Leicester won the Premier League this decade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blackburn won the Premier League in the 90s. Football didn't exist before then. But if you're talking about it anyway, (laughs) Aston Villa won the European Cup in, I want to say, 80. Nottingham Forest won it in 78. No, we won it in 77, 78. Nottingham Forest won it in 79 and 80. Aston Villa won it in 81. No, we won it in 81. Aston Villa won it somewhere. right? Forest won it twice as well. Both of them are bigger historic clubs than Tottenham. Tottenham, yes, they won the double in 61. I'll give them that. They had Jimmy Greaves. Brilliant. They had Gary Mammoth, Glenn Oddle, Gazza. Gary Lineker, they've got fucking big chin now, whatever his name is, Harry Kane. They're a, they're a, they're a Premier League team. They're not, like, this, this notion of the big six, right? Like, when the Premier League is formed, I think only the winners go up into the Champions League. But the Champions League is reformed, so the top two go up into the Champions League. So then you've got the big two. Then it becomes the big three. Then it becomes the big four. And the top four are going up. Now it's the big six, because five and six get into the UEFA Cup. So Europe have created this problem themselves.
1: Well, and also as well, like sometimes it wasn't even your league position, was it? It was also if you won a cup. So if you won the FA Cup, which sometimes you know, could be... Uh, uh, was it Wolves that won it? You, Wigan, Wigan. That was it, not Wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wigan got into Europe. Didn't deserve to be in Europe. They, it wasn't did they get relegated.
0: <laughs> yeah, but year? they still won the Cup.
1: And they won the Cup, so they go they go into Europe. So, you know... Liverpool, the Liverpool
0: won the European Cup in 2005, one of the greatest nights of my life, right? With one of the worst teams in living memory. Yeah. They, they were knocked out of the third round of the FA Cup that year Dimitri Traore, one of the shittest defenders to ever pull on a Liverpool shirt scored an own goal that knocked us out of the FA Cup that year has got a European Cup winner's medal good luck to him he was in the team that did it it's one of the greatest football comebacks in the history of sport but did, should we have been in there? No so, the, the Champions League, right, these, this, not the big six, but not even, Man City have not even, I mean, yet they win the Premier League now, but they don't win the European Cup. Do you know why Man City, Like, right? oh, I'm getting all over myself. Man City wouldn't have been in the Champions League as a right. The old, these teams that were going to be in the Champions League Forever basically. Yeah. It was going to take into account the where they've finished in the Champions League in recent years and their past history, their past glories. Man City wouldn't have been at that top table. United would yeah. have been. Chelsea it's, might have got in because they've won one.
1: It's very good enough.
0: But Chelsea are consistently semi-finalists in the in the Champions League. So they might have got in. Spurs not in a million years. So let's look at the Premier League teams now. Everton, they win the Everton Cup every year. Everton finished seventh every single year. West Ham this year are actually in a, pre- a Champions League position. At the moment, um, they're, they're the, the highest
1: ranked club in London.
0: Exactly. By a mile, right?
1: Well, five people.
0: <laughs> yeah, Klopp, but... Even even Jagan Klopp said yesterday before the match, you know, I like the fact that West Ham United could be in the Champions League next season. I don't want them in the Champions League next season because I want their place. But he wants their place by finishing fourth, yeah.
1: And that's and that's what it should be about. And I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I've been a West Ham fan all my life. So I'm not used, you know, I'm getting nosebleeds being uh-huh. up and forth. I'm not, you know, I'm. this is not the West Ham I'm used to seeing. We've had a very good season. But the simple fact is you've got this competition created. And the worst thing about this whole concept is that not only were you creating this thing, but the the beauty of any cup competition or any kind of european league that we've got at the moment is the fact that you might get your chelsea your man united your man cities every year because of where they finish on the table they're always going to dominate in in the in the premier league they're always going to win an fa cup or something but um you know you would get other clubs that would do it the whole purpose of this new super league is that these 12 teams these founding members we're going to be consistent. There was never going to be... Spurs could have the shittiest team known to man. And they'd still be in this Super League because they're a founding member. That's not how this stuff should work. There's no competition here. It's like... I, I, the way I felt about it is, you know, when you get things like the Emirates Cup, right? Right? Or whatever they're called, you know, you know, yeah, those yeah, kind yeah. of the sponsorship competitions. Where so in the Emirates Cup, you've got Arsenal and um, the other, I can't remember the other teams that Emirates sponsor, but the other teams in Europe that Emirates sponsor. So they have like a two-day tournament where they play each other in a little like fun competition, and they get a cup at the end of it,
0: right? Yeah, and that was to help pay for the Emirates Stadium,
1: right? And the whole re- the whole reason they do that. And the whole reason teams don't change is because it's for a very specific purpose of it being promoted by the sponsors of those four clubs. This Super League had none of that. It was bankrolled by a bank. Um, It was going to be a separate competition and it wasn't going to change. You had, as you said, like the five invitations or whatever it was that, you know, they could could offer out to outsider clubs. But your main 12 clubs, your founding members were going to be there year in, year out, no matter how good or bad they were. And that is not a fan competition to me. That's not a fan competition.
0: There's, right, and we're picking on Spurs here, but imagine being a Spurs fan now, right? And you are, you're, you're seventh or your ninth or whatever, but a couple of good results, you might still scrape top four if everyone else collapses. But imagine being a Spurs fan in this new super league, right? And you are getting tonked every single game 4 0 4 0 away, 4 0 home, 4 0 away. What's it like to be the Sheffield you? I mean, no fans this season, but you know, Norwich, Norwich yo yo, they went down last year to come on back up. So, they, if the fans have been in the stadiums this year, they've seen Norwich do another 90 point season, phenomenal. Last year in the, in the, um, in the Premier League, you see Norwich do a 30-point season, and it's dreadful. It's depressing. You've paid your money. You go in the match. They're getting tongued. There's no guarantee that Tottenham... I mean, what the, what, the, what they are saying is in this Super League is the teams are capped on their spending.
1: Yeah, which, again, all, all you're doing is you're creating an American system. You're creating yes. like the the NFL system where you know every year the NFL you know it's split into like the four regions. I'm sure, it's four regions, and then you know you you know because of where you are in the country, you play the same teams year in year out, and you know then it goes to like the knockout stage and you get to the Super Bowl, right? You're you're playing the same teams year in year out. There's no relegation. Because there's no other leagues. It's the NFL. That's it. Yeah. There's no one coming up, no one coming down. Now, I do. Look, there's things about the NFL system that I like. You know, I think the draft system is really good. I think it gives a good advantage to teams that aren't doing so well to maybe get a good draft pick to help them out in, in the next year. And they have caps as well. And that's not how English football works. It's not how European football works.
0: All, so that, all that
1: stuff is just NFL influence.
0: All that would happen in this situation is. And it's happening now, right? Is a club to get round the um, the rules that have been imposed by Europe about spending. Okay, so through the books, they'll get that player for so much money. They'll pay that player so much wages, but they won't break any of the uh, fair. I can't even what the rule was called. But they won't the fair,
1: the fair play. Fair play rule, isn't it?
0: No, it's um, that's just no, free
1: transfer. Yeah.
0: It's no, it's it's to do with um, you've got a 55% of your income or so not spend more than that, right? So, what they do is they just employ family members of the footballer or they'll buy family members of the footballer houses, you know, that type of stuff. And they go through different books. So, to get rounded that way so the whole thing is open to corruption anyway so the, the top teams would always spend ways find ways of going round that yeah. what has what has amazed me right when the story broke I wasn't surprised I wasn't even angry I wasn't asked <laughs> honestly I wasn't asked I just went and the first First person of the who was angry with Stuart who took to Twitter and a uh, Facebook, and I commented on it. And because I mean, I'm a Liverpool fan. I don't go to match. I watch them on telly uh, when I'm not working, whatever. But Liverpool, have, you know, Liverpool puts it out there of you'll never walk alone and. This is different and all this. We're different. We're for the fans. Liverpool have historically shit on the fans. Liverpool fans walked out of that stadium in protest about five, six years ago due to £77 tickets and all this type of stuff. Liverpool fans have been treated like a fucking commodity. You want... You're selling a product, right? You want a stadium that's packed out and full for the sponsors, for the football, for the television, for the atmosphere, the famous cop. I've been at I've been at Anfield recently in in the last few years, and you can hear a pin drop, the famous atmosphere.
1: And and the problem is, and so again, where you differ from like a Spurs is that you, Man United. Man City as well. You attract tourists.
0: Man City so can't even is, sell their sell their stadium out. That's fact. Know, it's,
1: it's a massive stadium, but the, but the thing is, is that tickets will be sold to tourists.
0: It's not All that right? massive Especially, stadium. It's sixty thousand tops.
1: It's, no, but it's still it's still that's sixty thousand. West Ham's West
0: Ham's got a bigger stadium than
1: Man City. Mm, I'm more on that in a minute. But but the, the fact is, is that, you know, and you've said before that it's hard to get ga- uh, tickets for Liverpool games. It's hard to get uh, tickets for Arsenal games. Now, Arsenal's a bit different because their capacity is much lower than... Uh, I can't remember what the capacity is for the Emirates now, but uh, I'm, I'm sure it's quite a bit lower than Liverpool, but there's supply and demand, and you also get a lot of day trippers, right? So, they don't care. All, all they care about all the all these big clubs care about is selling tickets and trying to sell out, right? They don't care who's it, who's buying the tickets, they just want them sold. Yeah, so as exactly. you say, there is no kind of there is no kind of loyalty or anything like that because what well, there's no need. They want to sell it, and that's all they've got to worry about. So, I mean, you know, West Ham, You know, people always talk about West Ham and the fact that they're homeless, they don't own their stadium, and everything like that. Like what people fail to like remember about this is that when West Ham decided to, and we had to move out of our stadium um, because you know we'd outgrown it, it needed too much doing to it, and everything like that. But the whole problem with it is that we tried to buy the, the London Stadium. You know, when that came up, we tried to buy it. We put a bid in for it. And who complained? Who contested it? Spurs. Because they decided they wanted a new stadium. Now, we were ready to buy that stadium and convert it into a football stadium. In the end, Spurs got involved. We were then not allowed to buy the stadium. So instead, the agreement was we could rent the stadium. We could be tenants there and that's it and that's why the stadium is in the the kind of state that it's in and look i've been there and it is no upton park right atmosphere wise it is no upton park oh shit no but it's no but that's the thing it's not it's like i've i've been to the emirates right and the emirates was built you know purposely well supposedly purposely to be a football stadium and it's
0: Awful. All new modern stadiums are awful. soulless. They suck the soul. I've been to Wembley with Eve mm. and it was only to watch the Women's FA Cup final, but I've, the new Wembley is dog shit. All new stadiums are shit. Tottenham yeah. have got in on the back of this, um, this new stadium because of the revenue. That's literally it. Tottenham yeah. could... Tottenham are in free fall, mate. I mean, I know we're all picking on Tottenham, but you've got, I mean, the Everton fans have been amazing in this city. They've turned on Liverpool, they do anyway. And we've been getting all the gifts and all the, the whatever. It's only through circumstance that Everton aren't at that table. If because they've got a brand new owner. He wants a Champions League football. They're building a new stadium on the docks on Merseyside, right on the Mersey, the docks of the Mersey. So they're moving out of their famous People's Club, Gladys Street Stadium, Goodison Park, right in a in a in a very deprived area of Liverpool. So the People's Club is pulling their, their team out of the stadium. All the businesses that rely on the income of that stadium in the area gone. They'll all shut down.
1: And, and I and we saw the exact same thing when Upton Park went. Now, luckily, because of you know what it was like around there at the time, there were only a few businesses that were really kind of affected, and they were like basically food establishments. And some did move over they were off a tendency in in the actual stadium rather than being outside the stadium, and some took it took them up. Others yeah. didn't. Um, but that whole, you know, it, it just changes an area. It does. And the thing is now, um, and I, I remember going to Highbury when that was still, uh, you know, where it was before the Emirates. And, you know, it's very similar going there as it was to Upton Park. You know, you're walking down, Streets, like just just roads. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you walk past some houses and then the stadium appears. And there's something magical about that. now, when I go to um, the London Stadium, I get off the train at uh, Stratford and I walk through a shopping centre and then I walk on this big kind of walkway that was there for the Olympics. And then there's a stadium in the middle of nowhere.
0: That is literally... Built
1: parks and everything around it but do you know what i mean like it, that whole kind of walking down the street smelling the, the burger vans and all it's all gone
0: yeah 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 That not buy munich's like that right you know ajax you go to ajax and that's in the middle of it it's got a little shopping center attached to it so you're sitting there on the ale and there's mothers going into mother care there's a cinema It's
1: fucking bonkers. The thing is, I'm not saying I'm not saying you know I I understand the logic between it, but what I mean is, is that you know that kind of history of what football used to be, and you know it was always the working class game, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but that it's gone. That went thirty years ago.
1: Absolutely long gone. (laughs) And like you say, it's you know the Premier League is is a part of that. Now the difference between for me, I know you've got your views on this. For me, the difference between the Premier League and this Super League is the fact that when the Premier League was created, all the teams got together and were like, we want more money. We want to be able to make more money than we can do now. So we need to change the structure of this thing. And the thing is, all they did was they really, was they kind of reestablished the tiers. You know, the they pre- kind of changed, You know, added, added an extra tier and, and knocked the others down.
0: The Premier League was born out of... Uh, Hillsborough mm. because stadiums needed to be made all-seater and the yeah. clubs needed to find the money for that um, obviously the story that was put out at the time was Liverpool fans were hoogling, ho- hooligans and uh, you know it was easy because it was Thatcher's Britain, it was the Yorkshire Police they were able to lie, doctor documents, Everything the narrative was put straight out there, straight away. Liverpool fans had caused all this, and um, so you've got the hoogling element, the drinking, all this. And he wanted to gentr- gentrify the, the game, basically. And at all seats of stadiums, made that not only safer, definitely, but it made it easier to. Uh, put the prices up because you're paying for a seat. Now you're not standing in a puddle of piss. You you know you've got a seat, and you know you can go and buy your stuff, and you can go and have a drink, and and whatever. But what the Premier League did is, them them or twenty four, I think it was for the initial Premier League. Mm. Um, they literally resigned, as you say. They got more money. This is all being orchestrated in conjunction with Sky, right? Yeah. And I don't watch Sky News anymore because Sky News is shite. Sky News manipulates news. So if David Moyes is having a bad spell at West Ham, Sky News will have a sniff, and they will make sure that that story is on a loop all day, every day, until he either turns it around or he lo- you know, the amount of managers and everything that they've got sacked, the amount of football clubs that they have put pressure on on their transfer deadline day report to spend money that they haven't got is ask Sky or the fucking cancer that is modern football, right? And I know how to fix all this, but it, no one'll do it because so this story breaks and all of a sudden sky are all holier than thou, right? Oh it's 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 our game, it's the modern game, it's a fans game, where it, it's a the nation's sport sky this year tried to charge this season tried to charge 15 pounds for a match that wouldn't have been on the telly otherwise because the fans aren't allowed in the stadiums that was sky Mm. bt as well bt did the same. i'm not just blaming sky bt did the same the the
1: problem the problem is is how they did the tv rights and this isn't defending them at all but how the packet how they sell and, and it's been a problem for a while for me and we've talked before about streaming and everything like that you know we now live in a time where you have netflix disney plus amazon prime um you've got sports ones as well I coming with the uh i'm not Satanta, so that's long gone um but there's a there's a sports one at the moment i can't remember that has a lot of the european football on it but there's lots of there's lots of avenues now of, of being able to watch sports and, and streaming services and yet we live in this time where the Premier League only allow so many games a season to be televised. Now what's ludicrous about that is that if you have uh, you know it's, and it's hard to sort out so I've never bothered to do it but um, if you look at like NBC in America, yeah. they show all the games and other countries do as well but in the uk they don't want to do that because you know they're worried about people not attending football matches which well, sorry if you sell the tv rights for long uh, enough and people pay for it you're going to get your money anyway um but regardless of that they've made it very complicated and so what they did or what sky do and what bt do is they get so many games a season it might be um, 80 games a season, or what you know, depending on what package that they they win the bid for, or whatever, but you're limited to it. So the thing is, what we ended up in a situation is that BT and Sky were basically showing all the games that they had the rights to, and any other games they wanted to show, they were given the option to, but it was an add-on. Yeah. It wasn't part of the agreement, therefore. The only way they could really justify doing it is having to charge for it. Now that works two ways because that's extra revenue for them that they weren't going to see, but also it covers the money they had to pay to show those games. Two wrongs that again don't make a right, but the whole the whole system was flawed. What what they should have just done, what the Premier League should have just done, is gone. Look, um, you know we're in the middle of a pandemic and people can't go to games. So yeah, you've only got you know, 80 games to show this season, but actually we're going to let you show another 20 games and we're going to let BT show another 10 games or whatever and, you know, allow people access to that. And just as bad as that were the football clubs who were charging themselves with season tickets. People with season tickets, charging them to watch the game they've already
0: paid for. Where that argument with Sky falls down a little bit is, as you've just said, NBC... Uh, or whoever was paid for the rights to watch, so the games are getting filmed anyway.
1: Well, every game's filmed. Forget every forget, game like, is ignore, filmed. Ignore NBC or any other country, you know, like Saudi Arabia, where they show the games as well, or anywhere like that, right? Because you know, televised football highlights have always been a thing, right? So there's there's cameras at every football ground.
0: Yeah, and week. then by showing these extra games to get an extra revenue in from their advertisers, and blah-de-blah-de-blah, but they still felt the need to come and go, £15, fan, £15 working-class man in the middle of a global pandemic, when you might be furloughed, and you might not be able to feed your kids, or whatever, £15, please, and now... It flopped. It
1: flopped.
0: uh, It did flop, and I mean, I, put, I don't listen to talk sport, but I put that on. And you're listening to uh, Ali McCoist and whoever was on this morning and, and yesterday morning doing this preachy, preachy, where the victims, the football's finished in this country, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Leeds shouldn't kick a ball. Leeds should all just come off the pitch and let Liverpool win because it's pointless. What are you talking about? You're part of the problem. You're you're owned by Rupert Murdoch, who used to own Sky. Sky is owned by Comcast now, I believe. But the whole thing, football is broken. And what they've done now is they've allowed government to get involved.
1: Yeah, this is where I I get a little bit I'm not really sure how they, they stepped in. But I know that it's obviously become such a big scandal that, you know, Boris Johnson was like, yeah, we're doing it. I mean, look, the first thing that we heard was that the FA had said, right, you know, if these teams do this, if they start this Splinter League, um, they're out of the Premier League. Yeah. Now, that's not going to work. You know, that it was kind of, I'm not saying it was definitely an empty threat, but at the same time, a lot of people were saying, well, without those those six clubs a lot of the TV revenue. You know, the, the yeah. deals will be worth less because the, the contracts won't be... Super be salty. Void. Well, and it would be void as well because if you suddenly go, well, you know, Sky and BT would turn around and say, well, hang on a second. We bought the rights to the Premier League and now the Premier League has shrunk because you kicked out some teams and we paid all this money and we're not going to be able to show the... You know the teams that seem to have the biggest audience.
0: So, uh, and all they've done to combat it these they've brought up six teams from the championship, and the championship would have been oh
1: yeah, but it's not yeah, but it's not that. But the problem is, it's not that you wouldn't have enough teams to fill the the roster. You you still you know you could lose six teams in the Premier League, and it wouldn't affect the amount of games that you would be able to show because you still have enough games in your contract. But the point is, is that the the teams that you know are the the name brands that people may watch um, outside their own clubs for whatever reason. And I'm, I mean, look that that's specific football fans, right? I mean, I'm not one of those. If I see a Man United game on the telly, I don't go, "Oh, well, I'm going to watch that then," because I've got nothing else to watch. I watch yeah, exactly. Games. Yeah, yeah. I mean? but, but 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 people do.
0: I right? used to. So, uh, I, used to. I, I used to. I don't now. I used to.
1: Yeah, that's 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 it. So. A whole load of issues, but the simple fact is is that they said they were going to be kicked out. Um, I don't know whether it would have happened or not, but it was all dependent on that. You know, then we had um Jose Marino, who must have been on his last legs anyway at Spurs because of how they've been free falling. He gets sacked Monday morning, yeah. Then uh, then Boris gets involved, then the Premier League clubs all get together. It always suits
0: the six. Uh as soon as Boris got involved, right, Thatcher's bastard love child, right, as soon as he got involved, he's you've got never
1: a... watched full match in his life, by the way.
0: Yeah, Clearly. a Tory Prime Minister, right. instantly, I was like, you the fuck are you telling that we can't go in this Super League? And now I'm like, I voted for Brexit because a Tory Prime Minister told me not to.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Reverse <laughs> psychology.
0: Instantly, um, this fucking horrible yeah. little rat is telling me that he's going to fucking stop it. And I'm like, if we you to fucking tell us we can't go in the Super League? I don't want to be in the Super League, but now I want to be in the Super
1: League. And the, and the problem is, the problem is, is that whatever happens, and I, I said, I'll, I'll finish that with an update in a minute, but whatever happens, right whether it went ahead or not, six clubs have basically turned around to the rest of the Premier League and gone, we're better than you. Yeah. And we can earn more money elsewhere. So fuck you lot, we're off. So they've done that. And now, now, breaking news now is that all six teams have pulled out. All six teams have pulled out. So... This has all happened within a space of like forty-eight hours, right? Nothing yeah. in this country is that efficient, right? If we was that efficient, we wouldn't have over one hundred and fifty thousand people dead because of a pandemic, yeah, right? That's because they couldn't decide on anything and they didn't react quick enough. They've been able to sort this out in in less than two days, right? So all these clubs now have pulled out. So you know what? Let's do you know what say... happened?
0: Do you know what happened to Man United's share price when they announced they were going in the Super League? Up or oh, for $180 million. Of course. Like of that. Course, because,
1: because it because it's worth more money. So, which is another reason why it's weird that, that Boris got involved because he loves share prices to go up in anything. But but regardless, right? So now, as it stands, as of this recording, right? And who knows what the next turn's going to be, but as of this recording right now, all six clubs have pulled back out of this super league. That's now massive even if that happens and that remains the same right those six clubs now are hated by every other team in the premier league and every fan base in the premier league it's not a jealousy thing it's got nothing to do with that like i was getting told today oh west ham fans are getting uppity about spurs being in the super league because they're jealous no we're, we're uppity or well, we're not even up We're we're taking a piss out of Spurs being in the Super League because they're the one club that doesn't deserve to be in the Super League out okay. of the other six. But <sighs> regardless of that, it's because that the, the Super League as a concept was everything wrong about modern football. And modern football is bad enough.
0: The Super League could have worked right quite easily. Mm-hmm. And all they had to do was introduce promotion and relegation, and so every season you end up with a new Super League. I.e., the winners of the the, the seasons across Europe progress into the Super League for a year, as long as uh, as well as their domestic season, and they compete in a twenty team Super League, and the winner. The winner stays in, everyone else, unless they win their own league, everyone else will drop out. Quite simple.
1: Here's another thing, right? The football season generally uh, ends towards the beginning of May to the middle of May, right? Depending on how weeks fall apart and Easter and all that kind of stuff, right? So obviously last season it didn't finish till, (sighs) was it July? I think because of the the pandemic, did it finish in July? season
0: something like that to be in um, august even it was it was july i think yeah
1: yeah like, but like yeah middle of july i think it was but but anyway right now we have football tournaments every two years we have the euros we have the world cup right yeah so we have those every two years there is nothing there was nothing stopping the super league being something that happens after the end of the domestic football seasons what you've have it as like a summer competition because you can knock, you could have knocked it out in the space of like two months, easy.
0: Liverpool two, two years in. ago or three years ago now, whatever it was, won the European <laughs> Cup. The following season, we're in the World Club Championship. Yep. We played. I want to say we played the semi-final, so it was four teams. And then we played the final. We won it, right? Four teams. FIFA want to expand the World Club Final and make it eight teams, sixteen teams, whatever they want to make it. Let's not pretend here that FIFA, UEFA, or even the Premier League are squeaky clean in all this. They awesome. are all about the money. Yep. What this, what this has been, is six owners. Two of them, two of them, Man United and Liverpool specifically, American owners, a Russian billionaire, then sheiks from Saudi or whatever they're from, with Man City, Tottenham. I, I don't know what is he. A, what what is he? What's it? Gold. What's Daniel his name? Levy. Daniel Levy. Yeah. What's it? Is he? He's a cockney, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think I think he's just a businessman. Is he
0: just a bit? Is he just a manager, or is he the actual owner?
1: No, he he he, he runs the club. Yeah.
0: So he's not the owner.
1: Um, no, I think there's someone else involved. I think I think it's it's uh, like a partnership thing. I think he he owns so much of it, but there's some there's someone else involved there as well.
0: But these these owners have wanted to take control and power back to the clubs away from the federations away from the tv right again i can fix football quite easily Fix fix it right now nicholas you're a west ham fan it's all done through the premier league it's all done legit it's all done whatever you can download a west ham app yep Yep, it goes on any smart telly. It doesn't have to be... Apple are doing it now. Apple have got an Apple TV 4K and they've got their Apple TV app, which is available on smart devices everywhere, like Netflix, basically. So, Nick, you can buy the West Ham app. That West Ham app is going to give you either the home games for 100 quid, the home and away games for 200 quid, all the away games, because you, know, you might go to match, so you but you don't want to go away. So for another 100 quid, you can have the away games. All the away games screened live on your app, right? Mm-hmm. Now, on that app, you have the option, because it's Liverpool Man United. So in that app, for a one-off fee of like a tenner, you can buy Liverpool Man United for that weekend as well and watch that as well. If you want, you, but,
1: you don't even need that, right? What you need is the Premier League app. Now, think about you know, I, I well, you the, know, we, the, we have the yeah, fantasy I'm, football, we have the yeah. fantasy football app, right? And what you do when you when you load up the fantasy football app, the first thing it asks you is who's your team? Yeah, right? so which you put is in Liverpool, and then you get all the information about Liverpool,
0: which is basically what I'm doing. That's my suggestion.
1: Yeah, so, but what I'm saying is rather than have a rather than it being a team app. Right. The the the, yeah the the Premier League could just do this themselves.
0: Yeah, and he could have a tier a tiered price, and so I'm a Liverpool fan. Mine's gonna be more expensive because that's commercialism. If you're a Norwich fan coming up, yours is going to be cheaper. But what what this also does, if I'm a Liverpool fan, right, and I'm paying maybe £200 a year to watch all Liverpool's games live, right? I don't want to watch them at a half-empty stadium. So maybe ticketing prices for the fans who do want to go to match, maybe they can come down a little bit, or maybe they can be capped. They're not going to go up, because we want sold-out stadiums. There's nothing worse than when your team's getting battered, you know, like a Sunderland or whoever... And You watch the match or Wigan. I always remember Wigan watching Wigan on match of the day and the stadium because they were in the bottom three, whatever the stadium was just empty. Price them tickets accordingly, get a sold out stadium. You've got a product, you know. West Ham, West Ham still
1: like sell it out or, or get close to capacity quite often, right? Even though. The capacity at the London Stadium is is much, you know, I think it's about 20,000 more than we had at Upton Park. But the thing is, I haven't been so I went to a game very early on once we moved there that was a a European Cup game because you know tickets were like, I don't know, 25 quid or something. If I want to go and see a regular West Ham game, I'm looking at about 40-50 quid. If I want to go and see a Liverpool, an Arsenal, a man united, a Chelsea. I'm looking at, you know, nearer 70 quid for, for the ticket, right? And the thing is, to me, I'm going, right, okay, so I've got to factor in my travel to the ground. Then I've got to factor in the travel cost, uh, the, the ticket cost. Then I've got to factor in food and drink, right? Get a couple of pints of beer, get some food at half time. So that's another like 30 quid. Get a program, whatever. You're spending the best part of 100 quid plus... Depending on the like the game that you're actually watching, but it's an easy hundred quid that you're spending on that day to go. Now, when I was a kid, when I was like in my teens and I was at Sixon and stuff like that, I had friends at West Ham fans. We would often go. We'd go not weekly, but we'd go five or six times a season because it used to cost us like uh, about twelve quid, fifteen quid to go. It just cost and me four quid. And even when I, when I I'm talking about that, that was like, like early 2000s, late 99, early 2000s. And even when I had to pay adult prices, for me to go, it used to cost me about 25, 30 quid, which was still like a, a chunk of change, but it's, you know, it was half the cost of what it would cost me now. And I've got different priorities now. So the thing is, there's, you know, the incentive to go is just not anywhere near as much as it used to be. And also I can't justify the cost. So the thing is, if they reduce those ticket prices, I would be more inclined to go.
0: Yeah, and we're an app-based culture now. We've got our phones. We've got our smartphones. We've got our Apple TVs. We've got our smart TVs. We've got our iPads. We've got our Kindles. We've got everything. And on my Apple TV now, I've got Netflix. I've got Disney+. Plus, I've got Shudder. I've got Amazon Prime. These are all paid subscription services. I am desperate to have a Liverpool FC slash Premier League slash app on my Apple TV where I can watch not only the main games, I want to watch the women's games. I want to watch... Mm -hmm the under-18s playing, because they're all televised on Liverpool TV. Man United has got an app on the Apple TV. I think Chelsea have as well, maybe Man City. Liverpool haven't. I want to go and pay for that. I want to give them my money, but give it to them in a responsible way that I know that the majority of that money, I'm funding my club because I ticked Liverpool. When I signed up on that Premier League app, I ticked Liverpool. And and how do you do it? Is Liverpool get the bigger percentage of my money, but the rest of the the rest of the teams get the rest of my money and the Premier League cream off what they cream off, and then vice versa. If you're an Everton fan, you're giving Everton the most of your money, but then. They give, they you know, the Everton app has to also give money to the rest of the the, the teams. It's very, very simple.
1: Yeah, it's, and I, I can't see how it wouldn't, it really wouldn't work. And I mean, the best, um, you know, I, I've got BT Sport, so I watch BT Sport. I don't pay for Sky anymore, so I've not watched Sky Sport games in, in a long time. Um, but my favourite way of watching football is Amazon. And when Amazon have like their, you know, two weeks a year or whatever, when they can show Premier League games, and you get those, you get those days, you get those weeks where you've got the staggered start times. Yeah. So, and the thing is, when I, if I'm at a loose end, and I'm not, you know, I've got nothing else to do, nothing's on the telly, I've got nothing recorded. Oh, okay. Let's let's go and see this game and I just switch it on and watch it, and I either watch the whole thing or watch part of it or whatever, right? Well, I'm on Twitter and I find out that there's a really exciting Newcastle Brighton game that shouldn't be exciting on paper, but is actually like a six-goal thriller with 20 minutes to go. I whack that on for a little bit. Do you know what I mean? So that's a, that's a way of you watching other games. But yes, I, I think your your method for doing it is is perfect. And I mean, the thing is, if you think about TV rights now. So I, I think Sky Sports is about 40 quid a month or something.
0: Yeah, yeah sort of like that, yeah. yeah.
1: Expensive, right? So, I mean, I, BT, I get whacked in with my broadband, so I don't pay for that separately. But if I, so if I was paying 40 quid a month for Sky, right, you're not charged in for the team you support. You're charged in to watch, to access any games that you want. So the thing is, you're whilst I understand what you're saying about the tiered pricing, I'd even scrap that just have a flat fee, the Premier League app for the season, it's 300 quid um, and, and that gives you access to everything, right?
0: Yeah, but if and, you're a smaller club, if if you're Norwich or... If you're in the Premier League, if
1: you're in the Premier League, you are not going to be paying less than 30 quid a ticket. You're not. It ain't going to happen. So the thing is, so if, they, so if you're paying the equivalent of like 30 quid a month, that's you going to, you know, two home games. Well, one home game, but you what I'm saying is you've made your money back by, you know, by watching two two games via the app. And then and I think the other important thing is the fact of reducing ticket prices because the working class is who the game is for. And if you reduce the prices to those levels that they used to be, when you used to get sellouts all the time, yeah. you would still get those servants. Cause I would. If, yeah. if I had the option of paying 30 quid to watch, let's say three games a month or something, or I could go and watch one game and have a you know big good experience, like a, a, a nice day out and everything like that, I'd do that.
0: I'm just looking at that, more inclined to. I'm literally just looking at um the Man City. There's a Man City app, right? Mm-hmm. On the Apple T V. I'm downloading it just to see what what the content is on it because if there, there doesn't seem to be a price on it, normally you can go and have a look. Full matches, yeah. Let's have a look. This is a this is a bit of genius marketing from. Yeah, look. S- uh, subscribe, pay now. So subscribe for only one ninety nine per month for 30, 30 day one ninety nine a month to get and you're getting uh, under eighteens, you're getting the full match replay, so obviously the main team uh premium, yeah. One one ninety nine a month.
1: So you're not getting the you're not getting live games, you're getting replays.
0: You're getting live games on um the lesser games so the under 18s but not on yeah Uh,
1: Premier League yeah yeah you're getting replays you're not getting the the actual game live okay so yeah there's, there's definitely market to it now look we've done enough time talking about football yeah but I think we put the world to rights I think I think we've nailed how they could sort it out but the last thing that you wanted to talk about and I know only a little bit about was Apple had one of their keynote events tonight
0: yeah and we'll talk about that after this commercial
2: break. After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com.
0: So, yes, uh, Apple launched a swathe of new things, So, and some of it could be profitable for, to the likes of us as podcasters. So the first thing they have announced is you can now, within the Apple podcast app from May this year, uh, you can charge premium subscription services and... The The thought was that it was basically going to be Apple Podcast Plus and here's some behind the paywall podcasts and it'll be folded in with your tiers. And it's not that at all. Individual podcasters can charge whatever they want for their content. Okay. So it's absolutely groundbreaking in that respect. It's not because other people Acast have been doing it for a while. Patreon, you can do it, you can do it via Patreon, but what Apple are doing, you're in our ecosystem, mate. Podcasters have got to pay Apple. We have to pay 18 quid a, a year. And that gives you all the analytics that you need, everything like that. And then you can charge whatever you see fit and then Apple get you get 70% of that for your first year. And then it goes up to 85%. Apple get the rest. So I put a little thing. If you're charging 10 pence a download behind that paywall, and if you're getting a 1,000 downloads an episode, I don't think you can get away with charging a pound. I really don't. Even for an episode like this, two hours.
1: Well, we don't know what you can charge. So you might not be able to charge ten p. But I but I, I absolutely understand your point. Yeah.
0: I need to get this off me fucking telly. It's not gonna be sick. Bad City app. <laughs> um <laughs> so that's the first thing. So Darren, yeah. it's so the Apple Podcast app has been revamped as well. It looks a lot cleaner. it's it, great artwork. You no longer Uh, follow, uh, subscribe to shows, you follow them. But you do subscribe, that's the thing. The word subscription implies cost. So now if you're going to subscribe to a show, you're going to pay for it. You can follow them and enjoy their free content. Right. Dynamite! Uh, Then, have you heard... Oh, I mean, it's going to be proper podcasters. Proper podcasters, not like us, are going to make a lot of money out of this. The big noise in podcasting are going to make a lot of money out of this. Absolutely. It, I mean, it could be the death of podcasting because the podcasting is un, definitely unregulated at the moment. It is. But when you've got big, you know, like, Imagine if serial I listen to all series of serial cracking podcaster. Imagine if that only come out behind the paywall. Mm. They give you the first episode for free to hook you in. And then the rest of it is behind the paywall. Uh, it's so,
1: a bit like the, the kind of free game thing. You know, like, yeah. you know, if you go on the app store, you got, you know, hundreds of thousands of free games that you can play but all of them have in-app purchases you know to take away adverts or whatever so they they try and hook you in and if you're you know you like what it it offers then you're going to pay for it i yet to find one
0: so they've, they've also launched um, a brand new Apple TV it's been a while it's still only a 4k and um, but it's got HDMI two point one and okay. a redesigned remote.
1: It's the weird remote because it looks a little bit like the first generation. I'm just looking at it now; it looks like the first generation. It, yes, it does. Obviously, it's because it's got the it's got the circle uh, kind of control
0: wheel. Element.
1: Yeah, the wheel. The, the last one had the um, has got like a kind of swipe. A touch touch button.
0: yes yes Remote. it's also got a side button and something something that links to another thing another product that they've brought out today the air tag which i've got some tiles so every time i leave the the keys my house keys in the house i get an alert on my phone to say you've left your house keys in the house um so hmm. the air tag uses the find my ecosystem Find my friend, find my iPhone, find my Apple Watch. Uh, so within that, for £29 each, uh, you can get a... a, a oh, what's it called? It's where they do the etching on it. Engraving. You can get a, an engraved air tag. And you put that in maybe your wife's purse. And then using Everyone's iPhones, you could... So say she leaves her purse on the bus, and off that goes. She gets home. She goes on her iPhone and, and tells the iPhone, I've lost my purse, right? So that goes off into the Find My ecosystem, and people are sitting on that bus with iPhones. So their iPhones will basically tell enable here because it's all dormant it's all bluetooth technology that that pierce is on that bus and once you know the rough location because all these iphones are pingany you can take your iphone and be led straight to the thing and you can get four of them for 100 quid. But what Apple have done in true Apple form, instead of making it a t- like a tile device where it's got a little hole in the corner so you can attach it onto the keyring, you have to buy a little container to put it in. A little yeah. pouch. A little pouch. Yeah. Not a I'm not a fan of that. I think it's a bit cheeky.
1: So, I mean, surely, so tile does this already though, doesn't it?
0: tile does this already but it's not in the apple ecosystem what apple what apple likes to do is see what someone else is doing cannibalize it slightly improve it with a bit of an apple shine these have got a year battery on them so think about that you buy one of these for a year tile i've got tile tile will for an annual fee will allow you free unlimited battery replacements for your tiles, these won't you'll have to buy new air tags every year. It's not like you can take them out and put them onto your uh, wireless charging puck.
1: Oh, you can't charge them? No, no, Jesus.
0: Yeah, so the Apple TV is priced at 169 for the 32 gig or the 199 for the uh, 64 gig, which again. Is tiny. That shit.
1: I um, I don't. I mean, I don't use the memory of my Apple TV really. I use it properly as like a streaming box because I don't download games or anything to it. I don't have Apple Arcade, so I don't really use it for anything more than you know a streaming box or an air uh, an AirPlay device.
0: Yeah, um, I I love my Apple TVs. I've got five of them.
1: I I mean, I'll be honest. We've got the we've got the fourth gen, yeah. We don't have so I suppose technically this is the sixth gen, yeah. Because there was an Apple four K that came out not long after we bought ours. Now I bought my um, fourth generation wow. because we didn't have a four K TV, so I was like, we don't need a four K one. So I still don't have a four K TV, so I'm not interested in buying one of these new Apple TVs.
0: I haven't I haven't got a four K one um at TV but I've got Apple I've got four K Apple TVs and I've got normal ones as well, the the fourth gen. And the picture is better on the four K Apple TVs. Um I don't know if it's in my imagination or my head, but it is.
1: If you swap the boxes, I bet you wouldn't notice a difference.
0: I I probably wouldn't. This has got a new bionic chip in. I think it was the A12 bionic chip, so the processing it's is going to be A12, yeah. going to be a lot quicker. Uh, and again, you would like to think the Apple arcade games are going to get better. They they released 90 new games last last month, so you've got to think these are going to improve. The also the all new 24 inch iMac. Yep, uh, twelve hundred and forty nine quid. Uh, absolutely beautiful piece of kit 256 gig internal storage blah 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 four usb ports um lovely two tone colors and then they've gone you can go on 1449 next level up 1649 and you get to pick your color so did you also see the iPad Pro?
1: Uh, I didn't see the iPad Pro, but I saw there was an announcement about one.
0: So the in the video of it, right? You know, did the is it the lidar camera sensor? I'm not sure. So they have put the the this M1 chip that's in my iPhone 12 Pro is in all these devices basically, right? So this iPad Pro. Uh, basically, the video they showed, the technology within that, they was playing a tennis game and the iPad was able to tell them if the ball was out. So it was like a, it was like a VAR. And then there was a space app, you know, the stars. So using yeah. VR, VR technology, he pans up to the the, the ceiling of his, of his room, and the ceiling turned into the night sky that was above, but the rest of the room was still there, so all the walls were there. But the ceiling had become the outside sky.
1: I think you can do that on the iPhone, now as well.
0: Well, I don't think you can. I think you can hold it up inside a room and yeah. look... But this was the also on the camera on the screen, the room was still there, but the ceiling had become the sky.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you can do that on my phone. Right.
0: I don't think you can, I'll have yeah. to find out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the pricing the 11 inch is from 749, and the 12.9 inches from 99. So let's have a look. I'm gonna buy. Uh, uh, I want the two terabyte. How much is the two terabyte version of the i, the biggest iPad Pro? 1200. Two thousand pounds.
1: Sod that.
0: Yes, two thousand. But this is a fucking piece of kit, mate. I'd never buy one, but it's a piece of kit. Um, and then lastly, they released a new iPhone.
1: Now this is interesting to me because purple is my favorite color and I was about to a couple of months ago and I said to you, I've said you've had some issues with my my current iPhone and I think it might be a storage issue I'm not sure but whatever I've had it for almost 3 years in fact yeah.
0: it will about, be a storage issue it's, well, it's I can guarantee it's full
1: I I got you I got that in 2018 yeah same as me after halloween horror night uh, halloween horror nights so i've not had not a new iphone since 2018 long time for me. Um, since you were in so the cobra yeah so i was um i wanted to do the apple upgrade program as i've done previously and because the stores were closed you couldn't do it they wouldn't let you do it online absolutely ludicrous because of how it was set up. And I thought, you might, you've you had almost a year to get this sorted out to be an online thing as well, but they hadn't. So now the stores are open, you can you can go and do the Apple upgrade program. I could have obviously bought a new iPhone and got a trade in and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do the upgrade program. So now the stores are open, I could do that if I wanted to. And now there's a new iPhone that's in purple. I think I might have to bite, like bite the
0: bullet and go for it. I have just got the VR up on this purple iPhone in the Apple Shop app. So it's on my couch. And I'm having a look around it. And it's purple, mate. Yeah. It's, it's a purple nice. iPhone. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, but it's only available in, in uh, regular and mini, isn't it? It's not
0: available in pro. It's not a pro, no. It depends on it depends on what you want, doesn't it? Really. So the thing
1: is, I was like originally, I was like because because we're now in in April, I was like, do I just hang on until October if I can, and just get the next iPhone?
0: I would There's say give more you.
1: IPhones coming out.
0: Yeah, go and have a look at your um, go and have a look at your storage. I think you'll. My Apple Watch goes off its head when it's full, and old iPhones. Go off the heads when the full that I've had in the past. When you get down to the last 400 megabytes of storage on your phone, it's going to struggle.
1: Yeah, and I, I, the one thing I hate about iPhones is storage is such a, like it's so hard to sort out the storage. Like, you just want to do it like you could on a PC or even a Mac. Just go into the hard drive, see what's taking up the most amount of memory, get rid of it, or you know, get it off you know, take put it in a cloud or whatever, just do it like that. I just find on the iPhone it's just so fiddly. Yeah. It's not it's not user friendly. And also it, t- it tells you how much storage you've used and where it is, but it doesn't you know, in the like the documents and other bits, it doesn't tell you where that stuff is. It's a um, trying to find it.
0: Well I mean I I was making films for from Florida from a couple of years ago. On my phone, on my Pro, hundred twenty eight gig, and it was coming back. Can't export. Phone's full. Can't pull this. Put this video together. Phone's full. So I went and had a look, and sure enough, my phone was full. And one of the apps that was the most guilty was WhatsApp. Now, what, same May, yeah. WhatsApp stores all the files. So I was in a, a group, a chat, and there was seven and a half gigs worth of short films, is what I will say. Short films.
1: Yeah, but the worst, The worst thing about that is that what you like to do to me is you like to send me those short films, but you don't like to send them to me in one WhatsApp group. You like to send them to me in two WhatsApp groups. So when I'm going through my WhatsApp the other day, going, why have I got duplicate videos? It's because you sent them in one chat group and then sent it immediately after into another
0: chat group. So you're you're the problem. I'm part of the problem. Exactly. So within WhatsApp, I was able to go in and delete all them files and get seven and a half gig of storage back on my phone. Yeah. So you've got that type of stuff going on. But yeah. I, th- I think on the whole, it, it, it was a solid um, Apple event. You know, people are going to be kicking off about this new Apple TV. They haven't brought out, they haven't said if they're bringing out a base one. You know, is this just the the new Apple TV? Where's the old Apple TVs? Has there been a price drop? Because there needs to be, because... Uh, there
1: will be. There will be because they always do when they oh we
0: are out. so the Apple TV HD uh, 139 quid.
1: I mean, I'm not being funny, that's what I paid for my Apple TV HD back in the day. Exactly. It's not exactly a price drop, is it?
0: So it's 139, that should be a 99 uh,
1: 99 pound device if they, now. If they, so I've got a Fourth gen downstairs in the in the living room. We've got a th- the old third gen upstairs in the bedroom, which doesn't get used very much. If they made that hundred quid, I'd buy a new one. I'd buy I'd buy another another HD one to go upstairs because we're not getting a 4K TV for a while. I mean, to be honest, like at, the, at this at this moment, I can't see me going for a 4K. I'm just going to wait for 8K to come out. Because you got like they're they're already out, but you know there's not many of them, and they're not value for money at the moment. 4K TVs now are an absolute joke in price. Like they're so cheap, they are so cheap. But I also have a 3D TV. My my 3D TV was top of the range when I bought it, um, and I can't buy another 3D TV. So. As soon as I, I do upgrade my TV, all my 3D content's gone.
0: I mean, these are these are things we could be talking about, like you know, in the show, we could do some homework work and we could present TVs that are worth the money to buy and, and anything, you know, streaming devices, Roku, uh, Apple TV. We could talk about it all, can't we? Mm-hmm. That's that's the beauty of this. We can talk about whatever, mate. Yep. I think that is. A fucking boss episode. Now, these episodes are going to be coming out as and when we record them. We're not tying ourselves. We'll try and be monthly. We'll try and be monthly. Let's say that, right? Yeah. And they'll be coming out to the Patreons first and 48 hours later they'll go out mainstream. that fair? Yeah, I think so. So I'll put a link to the Patreon in the show notes, and the show notes are going to be very, very basic. I'm not, I'm not doing all that shit. I can't be asked, so it'll be a short sentence about what what we talk about, uh, and a link to our Patreon. Fine, sounds good yeah. to me. It is, isn't it?
1: I think it's been a good first show back, I and mean, it's a long one. Hey. I don't think they're always going to be this long. It depends what we've got to talk about. But as you say, I think definitely monthly. And I think, but the, but the other beauty is, like you know, if something breaks, if there's something that's really important, we we want to talk about. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a little episode. And if there's not, we'll just wait until the next record. And you know, enjoy your monthly dose of fun. Well, I mean, whatever this is, I don't think it's fun. But
0: yeah. I mean, right? It, it we started this episode. George Floyd's murderer is behind bars. we were one of the first podcasts in the world to mention that. And then the Super League, at the start of this episode, it was Chelsea and Man City were pulling out. Now everyone's pulled out and it's collapsed by the end of the episode. Yep. If we'd have carried on too. talking any longer, the, the iPhone 13 would have been released.
1: <laughs> every
0: chance, every chance, In it? In it? Yeah. Yeah. So, <sighs> cue the fucking music. Bell ends.
2: Bad days, bad days